With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio, with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms, and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the Transfer Podcast on Anfield Index Pro. Yes, it's me again. It's Dave again. We're back again. Less than, what is it? Less than 10 or 12 hours since our last show. A comprehensive run through what was going on and what we were hoping would go on. We had a little hand grenade lobbed in at the death, which suggested that perhaps things might be looking good. Things have started to look a whole lot better. Let's get into this for a whittled down version of our normal show because we're doing this now at the crack of dawn. Myself and Dave didn't want you to miss out on the content before we get to our jobs and our work. So we're about to get this one started. But let's introduce the man at the moment, Mr. Dave Davis. Hell of an evening, Squire. I don't actually know if this is a real or if it's a dream. And I'm just doing podcasts now in like some sort of hallucination. But yeah, here we are, Trevor. (laughs) Here we are, and we should just break the news for those who possibly live under a rock. Uh, And the short version is that all those journalists who people go to for their go-to information seem to have confirmed that Liverpool have had a record £110 million bid accepted by Brighton for Moises Caicedo. That's a sentence right there that I didn't think I'd ever be saying. I'm so happy I am saying it. We should already at this stage just underline that they are all just journalist statements and confirmations. There's nothing official from club yet. But let's walk through this timeline, Dave, because it was very interesting last night as we were going to uh, sit down and and take to the mics last night. What was around six, was it or so? um, We were desperately hoping something would break, that we'd have some big positive news. The best we were getting as we were going to air was, look, Liverpool have made a bid or Liverpool are involved or interested in trying to. Uh, use a word that I think may come back here, hijack this deal for Caicedo, get involved anyway. A lot of cynicism around the bid, you can understand why. Um, And then we just had about finished the show and stuff had started to come out, uh, which made it seem a little bit more official. And then 
as the evening went on, people were under Twitter timelines and it was becoming more and more a thing. And I woke up this morning to some tweets by Mr. Ornstein. So let's walk through this timeline. You take it from the start, my friend, and let's uh, I'll jump in if, if there's anything I want to clarify or ask questions about. Yeah, I mean, it, it it's a player that everyone's wanted. We've talked about our affection, the perfect player, all those types of things. And almost from the start of the summer, the likes of Neil Jones, David Lynch, all the, you know, the regular Pat's journos, the ones we've had on Media Matters have been telling us, no go. Spoke to his reps, there's been no contact, you know, put this dream out your mind type of thing. And that's where we were. Also, as we know, Trev, Chelsea have had over the course of this summer, five different bids rejected. And they kept getting told, like, lads, it's 100 million bucks. Sweeney Todd, just not get it done trying to you know negotiate add-ons and all those types of things so we kind of assumed that's where he's going as per last night Caicedo Chelsea Lavia Liverpool last night obviously say the the grenade came in and we were in disbelief we didn't believe it we've got to be completely honest about that as all the the suggestions came in that Liverpool have entered the race that was the big phrase wasn't it Trevor let's be honest as, as per many people 99% of, of fans were We've heard this before, lads. This is like when Lavia your first time, you couldn't get it done. Andre came into the mix as a suggestion, looking at alternative. Christ, we've even had Calvin Phillips thrown in, you know, Amrabat as distraction techniques, as it were. You know, there's there's nothing to this. It's absolute nonsense. All the patch journals poured it. She thought, you know what, we can't allow ourselves to dream. As, as we said last night, Trev, let's have no hope. It's just easier. However... Things just rapidly accelerate after that Joyce tweet, you know, with the different bits. And all of a sudden it's like, hold on, Liverpool are in this race by the sounds of it. And then comes the sort of unanimous uh, breaking statements from the journals across the board. By the way, there's almost going to be a sealed envelope situation where Brighton have set a deadline. You have to make your bid. Best bid wins. And now at which point we thought... Well, York's not going to get it done with 25 million, a slush puppy machine and old copies of his razzles, are we, type of thing. That's not going to get it done. However, as the news comes in, Trev, and we have got spectacular egg on our faces as it stands right now. Bayern went in with about 90. Chelsea went in with around 100. And Liverpool went in with £110 million, a package worth £110 million. And even as we're talking now, Trev, more info's coming out. Even Mel Reddy has just tweeted there a second ago saying, actually, Liverpool's deal is 111 <laughs> This and, and Brighton have got some sort of sell-on clause in there as well. So no one knows if that's like a percentage, a percentage of the profits, but... It's going to be one of those that more and more has come out. Now, I don't know who's stolen John Henry's bank card. I don't really care right now, to be honest. But what we do know is personal terms are expected to be a formality. That's the you know consensus, all the reports, the briefing that way from the patch journos. And Liverpool have booked a medical. That's what we know. I'm not sure it's real, but that's what I'm reading. I don't even know where we are, Trev, right now in the world. It feels like a thing that I should keep being cautious about and trying to rein you back in here and rein myself back in here and say, look, 
He hasn't leaned on anything yet. There's no official tweet from the club and so on and so forth. And there's something I want to tease out a little bit with you here, because you told me something just before the mics went live, which is very, very significant in terms of the very final outcome of this, which is that Chelsea, I think in the in the in the little rundown you've given us there, you did outline that Chelsea had, I think, was five separate bids um, in which they appear to be lowballing the uh, amount that Brighton wanted. Now, listen, Liverpool are no stranger to lowballing, and um, we can't get too smug about that type of thing. All we have to do is look at the Romeo Lavia thing, if anyone wants evidence of that. But perhaps that immediate history has had some kind of an impact and may have some kind of an impact when it comes to the final outcome here. And I know people are going to say, don't go pissing on my chips, Trev. Um, But we're just being hyper-cautious because there is a little wrinkle here, Dave, isn't there? It's that we may have come out of um, the, the, the gates here, out of the traps with the biggest offer, which is, wow, what a remarkable thing to see us do. It's 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 kind of really heartening in some ways. But there is a wrinkle. You should probably let folks know what that is because it definitely gave me pause for thought. Are you that person who has everything? The coolest merch and those must-have fan threads? Well... Over at our Anfield Index shop, we've gone that extra mile when it comes to pimping up your Liverpool collection. From our popular range of bespoke design t-shirts, sweaters, hoodies and hats, to our signature edition mugs, prints and coasters, all provided with fast worldwide shipping. We have something for every red. We also stock official LFC merchandise and are licensed with the Premier League and UEFA to sell official iron-on shirt badges and sleeve patches. As a listener to this podcast, you can get 10% off everything with coupon code AIPRO10. Just head over to AnfieldIndex.shop or find us on Etsy by searching for Anfield Index. Yeah, there's there's a few sort of stories if you look at the, the Chelsea sites and obviously as, as we have, you know, we're not special, but as we as everyone else, because no one knows anything, we've just been asking around to try and find info. Chelsea are not completely out of this yet and I know everyone's going to shout hold on sealed envelope the way they did it yes 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 but Chelsea as a few journos you'll start to see a, a reporting are looking at possibly going back in hijacking the hijack as it were so to speak so until he's had that medical until all that paperwork is signed he's not a Liverpool player yet yes We've had a bid accepted. Yes, apparently he's on his way. Yes, we've got a medical booked. Personal terms, as all the reports are, are set to be a formality. However, we know that how they work, Trev. Sweeney Todd's pride is going to be stung big time here. We know how this man works. So would it be any surprise if, and, and again, this is a bit of speculation, but that's the shit we do here, if he drops 120, 125. Now, from asking around, as you know, with everyone, everyone's harassing everyone, basically, just for, for confirmation this morning. But the advantage that is being suggested that Liverpool have is Brighton do not like Chelsea. They, you know, they had the disruption for Caicedo in January. They've had the messing around from them this summer as well. Also, we've got a good relationship with them. You know, Julian Moore gets a, a big sort of 
close for that in regards to the McAllister deal and building sort of bridges there, as it were, so to speak. So that's the, you know, the advantage that's seen in our court that Brighton, many believe, would rather sell to us than Chelsea. But Trev is Tony Bloom and it's business. So if Chelsea drop 120, 125 on the table, let's not believe, you know, a, a nice goodwill gets it done. So it doesn't mean that, you know, it's under threat. It doesn't mean it's not going to happen. But there's a note of caution until we get that axeline. We've just got to hold off a little bit. That's what it feels like. Um, it feels like this isn't a full on um, dancing around celebration pod because of that. And yet again, we don't want to let the moment slip. Just like last night, we didn't want to let the moment slip again with this show short and all as it may be by comparison we don't want to let them on so by the way we've got another belter of a story for you later on it's not liverpool related but i suppose the question then is and it's it's a fair question actually when you see this big ball of money being thrown around lots of people were surmising and speculating i think the common accepted theory was that we had a job to do in terms of finding someone who could understudy Fabinho and that there was going to be some money available for that. Um, and that there was going to be a rebuild of the midfield needed and there was going to be some money available for that. And then most of that midfield got moved out and then the rest of it got moved out and there was a bonus 50 million. So people were then wondering, were we right to think this? Was there this X amount of money now plus 50 million? And of course, those of us who are a little bit more nihilistic or pessimistic when it comes to looking at previous FSG dealings and and evidence of comparative tightness, or let's dress it up a nice way, uh, fiscal responsibility. Uh, Those of us who thought it would lean that way were thinking, oh God, please don't let the new bonus money be the budget and that's it um, that's remaining. Um, And that's why when it was Lavian 50 and 52 million had come in for uh, Hendo and um, specifically Fab, people were getting nervous. It would appear, Dave, that the plan was the plan all along uh, and that there was this uh, amount of money available for a, a, a proper transformative talent, especially now that Fabinho's gone, or perhaps there wasn't, and it was that 50 million for the understudy type, and then Fabinho went, and now all of a sudden we realise we had something to do, and now the understudy may have to come from within our own ranks. Whatever it happens to be, I've got one simple question for you. As per the sort of outline you've given me, why now? Why this Billy Big Bollocks gesture now? Have we have we backed ourselves into a corner? Uh, is it just a combination of different factors? And what factors might they be, do you think? People love to simplify things, don't they, Trev, and just say, like, this is this. It's for this reason. It's for this reason. This has almost become a non-perfect storm for Liverpool that's led to this bit. So... If, if you think about it in those terms, I think people are sort of varying to distorted thinking patterns, but there's a combo of factors at play. I mean, the big thing to say from a general point of view, it is generalising, but there's a real lack of value in the market at the moment. Let's be honest, everyone seems to be overpriced, pretty much everyone. You know, look at Paqueta, the price West Ham are asking now. Declan Rice has almost set that barometer, hasn't he? You know, where 105 million, not that they're bad players, but... That, you know, that's what you're measuring against. Also, like, even Lavio, and this isn't a dig at the kid at all, because I think, you know, he's a special talent, don't get me wrong, but 
50 million. And we'll come back to that because I think that's played a part in it as well. But the value in the market is the starting point that way as well. Also, it's not just this has always been the plan. I know people are saying that, Trev, but if that's the case, why have we had three bids for Lavia rejected? You know, come on. Everyone's seen those publicly. There's been a bit of public humiliation. It may be a bit strong, but not, not looking the brightest, let's put it that way. Also, I think if you look at the side now that Fabinho, Hendo, gone, etc., it's quite obvious Liverpool have not got a senior holding midfielder. And that phrase is important because that's the briefing that a lot of the, the patch journos have given that Liverpool wanted a senior holding midfielder, someone who could come in straight away. Now, the bids were in for Lavia, but let, let's be honest, Trevor. And, and again, I'm not trying to dig the kid out, but a, a player with less than 50 Premier League games, 19 year, years old, everyone was talking, you know, it, it's a huge ask. And I think we all had that in our minds in that regard. And I also think it was 50 million quid was known as well. That was his price. Everyone knows that. Stevie Wonder's seen that. We we were just advancing slowly to try and get value. There's always that. Liverpool don't really think he's worth that in the market, wasn't there? And there's almost been a, a deafening silence, so to speak, since that Monday bid was rejected from the club. Yes, he didn't play for Southampton, but Liverpool have said nothing since then. So we were naturally all do something. What's going on? It has been a deafening silence that way. The other thing is, and this goes back to the start of the summer as all the journos, the patch journos were briefing, Liverpool were aiming for premier proven quality. And Caicedo is that. They've all said that. We all know that from Lynch, Jones, everything that's confirmed. You know, he's exactly that. And the other thing that, that leads to it is, Never thought I'd say this on a transfer-related podcast, but maybe the Saudi opportunism has just benefited us so much, Trev. As in, we agreed the terms for Hendo and Fab in the way we wanted them, the payment structure, as in we're getting the money up front. It also means, in a positive sense, the wage bill has been decimated, hasn't it? With Fab off, Hendo off, Cater off, Milner off. Ox off, Bobby off. That wage bill has come a tumbling down in the most positive sense. Yes, there's Zabozla, yes, there's McAllister, but, you know, it's a huge reduction, which has meant an advantage there as well. All those add up to, essentially, as we've been told, Jurgen Klopp wields all this power. I genuinely believe, and this is my theory, that all those factors go into it. It's, you know, you can't have a distorted thinking pattern. This has not always been the plan, but the opportunities come up. They've looked, thought there's nothing else that really appeals to me, and they have struck hard and fast, which almost seems like the opposite of what we've done previously, isn't it? Don't get me wrong. But, yeah, in summary, Trev, an unperfect storm. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I, I listen, um, I'm not going to lie to anybody. I am I am giddy. I, I, I love this. I, I mean, who doesn't love the sight of their club lumbering in, especially with the force field of financial uh, stability and fiscal responsibility around their shoulders, which seems to keep some people warm at night and to be able to say, uh, how much? Yeah, here, here's uh, 10 million more. Let's get this done and go home um, because this is the guy that we want. And I'm going to, again, it's not like there's not uh, endless minutes of podcast material available to go and track down if anyone wanted to. But he's been the guy 
that I and so many other people have been saying, let's get this guy. This guy is the one fella who, as you look around the Premier League, is the instant plug and play for Jurgen Klopp's team and for what we need. And I was saying this, and I think an awful lot of people were, including yourself, when it was looking like Fab was a bit lacklustre and certainly going to be staying around. And he had whatever people want to dress up at the end of last season as a mild renaissance or a return to form. Or I think what he was, was he was a lot less awful. Um, and as a result, then, uh, you know, we'd all sort of warmed back up to the idea of Fab being the main guy and, and having this understudy and maybe that was going to be OK. And listen, it would have been OK um, if you were looking at Fabinho and Lavia coming in. I think everybody would have been delighted with this. However, in the back of your head was always, oh, wouldn't it be lovely if only we could play in the same playground as those guys who can go and start throwing around the obnoxious amounts of money that it requires to sign a Moises Caicedo or a Declan Rice. We weren't really interested in a Declan Rice. However, Caicedo at the same kind of money seemed to represent a lot more, <laughs> value is the wrong word, but a lot more of the profile of player that we want. It would appear, Dave, as if we've done everything and the club has done everything in their in their power to make this happen. It is at that exciting point then as a result, isn't it? And I suppose we should try and tease this out a little bit more. And I want to stick to the plan that you've got here. Absolutely. And, and, and talk about just a little bit into the future now and, and allow ourselves to think that it is going to happen because it, there is still this mild panic that, you know, should we hold off? Should we uh, maybe not talk too much giddily about it? But look, I think you said it best to me earlier on before the mics went live. If you've got your Ornsteins and, and your Joyce's and all these guys saying that the deal is done, that the offer has been accepted, I think it's okay to be optimistic, right? Just let's let's address that one quickly before we start talking about the future, which the more pessimistic people will say, whoa, whoa, whoa say nothing until he's in a jersey or whatever. What, what do you think? I mean, wh where's your level of, of, of anxiety, especially given the fact that you've heard now that Chelsea are still trying to torpedo this and chipping away, and it wouldn't surprise you if Bowley just threw money at it for the sake of it because spite as much as anything else so where are you in terms of your your uh, comfort with the second half of this show which is us going to be talking about what it may mean for our team to have this guy in it hello i'm here to annoy you i'm here to annoy you into listening to more of me and more of others on epl index we don't just have the anfield index stuff we've got epl index as well which covers the entirety of the premier league and we have three podcasts and a whole bunch of really good writing on EPLindex.com. The podcasts are my own two-footed podcast, which is every day at 4 p.m., Monday through Friday, covering the whole league. We have a Tad Predictable hosted by Tadiwa. You know Tadiwa. He does Anfield Index. He presents a Tad Predictable before every Premier League match week. And then Kevin DeVries and his crew on the EPL roundtable there every week after the Premier League match week. So make sure you listen to everything we're doing on EPL Index and follow us there on Twitter at EPL Index. Thank you. Bye-bye. Where's my level? I'm almost split with this, Trev. The 41-year-old, the real me now, is saying, 
let's just be cautious until he's done the the lean. Let's see what develops over the day. Like there's a nervousness to it, which people are going to be booing and all that. And I totally get, and I totally understand that as well. But life teaches you that, doesn't it, Trev? However, the inner child in me, Trev, the, well, what do you say, child, the 18 year old, which is probably still about my mental age, is horny, Trev. He just wants to get on the last Trev. He just wants to sack off work, go uptown, try again to hit on Jenny Benson, who he had a massive crush on in his teenage years, and see what comes of it. That is just bubbling under the surface, Trev. Let's get on it. Let's get uptown and see. However, 41-year-old Dave is just suppressing 18-year-old Dave, and that is where we sit currently. Uh, I can relate entirely. Um, I, I think I may be 51% town um, and 49% hold, um, but the, the brave heart uh, part of me, uh, the Gibbo and his blue face paint uh, saying, hang on, hang on, keep those spears down, is currently winning uh, despite being the slightly lesser part. However, I am going to allow myself, and I think we should allow ourselves, given the fact that we have made this big uh, gesture of uh, blowing the competition out of the water with our offer, which apparently has been accepted. And like we've said, these guys don't tend to put their reputation on the line like that across the board in a uniform way, uh, unless it's looking solid. Let's allow ourselves to imagine it being solid. Let's allow ourselves to think about what this will do, what impact this will have on Liverpool. Because just on the face of it, Dave, <clears throat> um, you lose Keita, Oxley chamberlain Milner, you lose uh, Henderson, you lose Fabinho, um, there's probably somebody else there I've forgotten. And there are a lot of names that have been associated with the club for a lot of years now. And they are, they've been our depth pool, along with the likes who are staying around uh, of Thiago and Curtis Jones and, 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 and we, Bacetich and, and, and the likes. Um, but I'll tell you what, if you were going to do an overhaul and if somebody had said to you, Dave, last year as things were in a lurch, Somebody had said, said to you, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll do a, a midfield overhaul, and it looks like this. We'll get you Alexis McAllister, Dominic Sabozlai, and Moises Caicedo. I think, Dave, most people would have said, you're a mentalist. We couldn't possibly afford all of that. Not a chance. People would have said McAllister would have cost twice or three times what we apparently got him for. People would have said Dominic Sabozlai was just one of these pipe dreams that people who like um, fancy players in different leagues talk about. And they would have said Caicedo. Yeah, I mean, really, have we any chance if we're up against the big money boys? We've got two thirds of it done. It looks like we may have three thirds of it done. Dave, in terms of midfield overhauls, I don't care if it takes a season to bet in this season where we play Europa League and try to get our act together. This is like the dream rebuild, man. I cannot, honest to God, think of a better rebuild that Liverpool could have done. It ticks every box. It's got the the the, the World Cup winner. It's got the potential generational talent buzz to it. It's got the hipster angle. Jesus Christ, it's perfect, Dave. If this happens, it's perfect. If the devil himself, Trev, had offered you a deal 
in the summer, looking at where we were, not qualifying for the Champions League, the history of the lack of spend, etc., etc., and had said to you, listen, these have got to go, the players you've named, but I will give you Caicedo, McAllister and Zaboslai. You'd have said, what do you want, big man? A foot, a leg, testicles, take your pick type of thing. You would have signed up for it then and there on the spot. No one can deny that. Trev, this is, and the phrase is used far too often, this is a game changer. This changes our summer completely if it goes through. If you think a couple of days ago, let's be honest, we were looking and saying, Christ, who's going to play like number six? Not just the Chelsea game, but this season was short. It looks like we're dithering around on deals. This, in one swoop, changes the picture completely. Yes, I know there'll be people saying it's not perfect, centre-back, I get all that. But allow yourself to just bask in the glow for once. We now have a midfield that can compete with anyone. What I mean by that is we can put out a midfield against City, Real, you know, what any team you could compete that we are like, that is competitive. We have got a player, potentially, saying that with a breath, but potentially that, that would get in any of those teams, Trev. You know, this is a game changer. It really is. It gives you the number six that we've been wanting, you know, the the energy, the age of them, like 21, he's 21, Zabozlai, 22, McAllister, 24. As a lot of people have been saying, and quite rightly, this sorts out that midfield for the best part of a decade. And all in a year when we've naturally had that worry, there's no Champions League football, Trev. This is, if it happens, this is the best we could possibly have got no one should underestimate this if it goes through it's unreal it, it genuinely genuinely i mean just the, the concept of it the idea of these guys being our new unit there my god and, and how exciting that is then because we used to talk about standard setting and and and, and all that type of thing but i can't help but think now that if we can keep Thiago around, the likes of these new boys, um, you know, really, there's a there's a lovely idea to see the influence of Thiago on these guys in terms of their football and the way that they approach the game. And maybe Curtis Jones rising up a level again and Bacetic becoming a kind of a world beater. God, it's exciting as hell. Uh, on the back of that newly acquired spine, <laughs> Listen, I, nobody has been more fatalistic and um, absolutely not not pessimistic or down on anyone. I've certainly never used any phrase like FSGA or anything like that. That's anyone who knows me knows that it's. I've always said it's a far more nuanced thing than this and then that's simplistic nonsense and you know the, the Twitter's been a hellscape of absolute clowns. Um, picking a side or another, uh, some of them being like uh, ownership ultras and 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 
I see hashtags about bedwetters out again. And it's just these kind of people. I, I've lost a lot of respect. I'll, I'll say that they have lost a lot of respect for people who should know a lot better and, and who are being too idiotic. So I've tried to make a joke out of it. And part of the joke that I've made out of it, because I can't engage people like that, um, especially not when I'm, I've been otherwise quite friendly with them. Um, I don't want to tell them what I think about their nonsense, because that would just be the end of any uh, over and back between me and these people. And there's a lot of them. Um, so on, I, on both sides. So I just try to make a joke. Of it. I try to make it lighthearted. And part of the butt of my joke, Dave, has been George Schmatka because of what had seemed to be the sort of haphazard, almost farcical existence of uh, our, our director of football operating via his mobile phone from his villa in, in Ibiza. But I mean, if this happens, and an awful lot of people will say now, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of people will say now, regardless of whether it happens or not, the fact is we've proven now, and we've put the money down, and, 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 and FSG have proven themselves to be X, Y, and Z, so whatever. I'm a bit more of a bottom line guy with this. But if assuming this deal happens, we kind of have to reestablish and reexamine how we look at the idea of Mr. Schmack and FSG, surely. Um I know you will have a subtle nuanced take on it as well. Where where do you stand now in relationship to the owners and our our current um, director of football type of fella? It it doesn't erase history, Trev. It doesn't make FSG perfect owners. That's important to say. It doesn't mean that you know they all of a sudden you know everything is completely rosy. However, for the semblance of balance. As the famous saying goes, the praise should always be as loud as the criticism, realistically. And if they get this done, if John Henry puts his money where his mouth is, I mean, I'm only assuming, Trev, that John Henry's gone over to Ibiza to see York Schmacker. Big York's gone, lads, let's just get on the piss. And they've gone to Pasha, you know, and Big John and Tom have been raving all night to trance. And York's stolen the bank card. That's all I can think's really happened in this scenario. (laughs) That's the only thing I can put it down to. But, you know, the praise should be as loud as the criticism. And as the saying goes, and it's a famous one, there'll be some people shower this, but I don't really care. If it happens, the next spend boys will be quiet tonight, as the (laughs) saying goes, realistically. So let's hope for, for everyone's sakes, because... It does feel like a bit of a, it's not a perfect change for FSG, but it's a bit of a cleansing in every sense for fans, the way it's viewed. And it would just be a a massive uplift as the seasons are about to start in that regard. Also, Jörg Schmatke, you know, we we kind of, it'd be interesting to see how people view it because the criticism has been release clause or nothing. That's what it seems to get. There'll always be criticism, Trev, because people will now say, well, yeah, he does a release clause as he just pays top off whack over price for everyone. But if he can get this done, I'm giving him, you know, all the, the praise in the world for it, realistically. So let's see. But yeah, the balance is absolutely crucial in this one. Yeah. And speaking of balance, let's allow ourselves to dream. Um, let's allow ourselves to think about a midfield of McAllister, Caicedo and Sabazlai, which is in itself a unit that could work very beautifully together. Um, and what impact that may have in terms of what that could be capable of. Now, I'm just going to go and say it. This is already has the reality of this or the potential reality of this 
takes an awful lot of the edge off in terms of what's expected this season for me because all of a sudden I see a project that's absolutely worth developing and waiting for and it may take time to gel but can you imagine a unit like that working at full functionality backed by a defence that has Virgil van Dijk and and, and um, uh, his many able-bodied cohorts um, including Ali and, 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 and led by an attack um, which has Mo Salah and our many outrageously gifted attackers because I don't see many teams living with that unit. And I guess what I'm trying to say then is I can see us being right in the shakeup for all the big pots again. And that gives me an incredible source of uh, excitement, Dave. Yeah, this just changes it. It almost feels now, Trev, like... 24 hours ago, it was a, how would you put it, almost a slog. Was this is going to be a slog to get top four? We might be able to, with a bit of luck, get a pot. Now, all of a sudden, if, and again, this is if it goes through, as we're hoping, you look and you're saying top four. Yeah, we're definitely going to be top four. And now, which is, and this is where you find out who's greedy or not, but let's just say it. Now you're thinking top four certain. Maybe just one or two more, Trev. Let's be greedy and, you know, we're, we're right there. But you have to, you know, go by part by part and be fair on it in, in this sense. So you do start looking and thinking this season, let's deal with if this is the only other incoming. Yeah, we could with a bit of luck potentially challenge. Yeah, it gives us a real chance for a few pots, that type of thing. So probably the final point, which I know we'll come to, is how greedy we want to be. But just magic, Trev. This honestly is just an absolute game weekend season changer for all those reasons. Please just do that lean anytime soon and get it confirmed. But magic, absolutely magic. Let's assume the lean. Let's 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 be let's throw caution to the wind here. Uh, although most people already have not only thrown it to the wind, but are um, setting fire to caution, uh, spraying it with all sorts of chemicals. Uh, we're just going to take that little step uh, and, and allow ourselves to imagine that this is absolutely definitely happening happening in lieu of and in absence of official confirmation. Say that has happened and that amount is the final amount. Um, that will represent then quite the outlay for the summer. And a lot of us were saying, let's be honest here, we need two central midfielders and a left-sided centre half with the pace required for that role and all the rest of it. And... That does not change because we get in the wonderful footballer who, well, it, it changes it a bit because if you can keep Caicedo fit, then the whole idea of the two central midfielder thing isn't quite as urgent, especially not in a transitional season where you have a January window and then next summer to go and address getting some proper backup to that kid. Um, so I don't know if there's a little bit of wiggle room there in your mind. You mentioned earlier on, 
that perhaps we shouldn't just like shut up shop now and be happy and go home like happy little boys. Perhaps we should keep thinking like a big club does. We should keep thinking like winners do. And we should go full Gordon Gecko and talk about how greed is good. And if you were to embrace your inner gecko, what do you think? Is it is it time? Do we now just like an awful lot of lads will? You know they will, and they're just going to get their FSG banners out, and they'll be done for a couple of years now. This will keep them uh, afloat, and the, 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 they're just gonna they're just gonna celebrate this, and that's that's the end of it. And listen, I can't blame those guys because what a win it would be were we to get this guy over the line. But I'd be a bit, I'd be an absolute hypocrite if I didn't say I've always been saying. I will drag you into this with me that I think we need two central midfielders and a left side defender. And I have explained what I think around that midfield situation over the last couple of minutes. But the greed remains in me. I'm a grasper, Dave. What do you think? What do you think about this concept of staying greedy, trying to do more before this window closes to ensure the best possible outcome? I don't need a VPN. I've got nothing to hide. <laughs> This is what I used to tell myself before I hooked up with LibertyShield.com. Not only is my home internet now fully encrypted, but I can now access all the websites I want, whenever I want, and do so from absolutely anywhere. As a Liverpool fan, I love to know I can now watch every match, regardless of whether it's on UK TV or not. My Liberty Shield VPN makes sure nothing is blocked and guarantees me super fast streaming speed throughout that match. You can get connected right now with their software package, which includes a 48-hour no-obligation free trial and instant access to their apps for Apple, Android, Fire TV, PC, Mac and Android TV. Or go a step further like I have and get one of their pre-configured VPN routers. These small but powerful devices allow you to easily connect every device in your home to VPN making it the perfect solution for smart TVs, mag boxes and games consoles. Visit libertyshield.com today and use coupon code AIVPN25 to get 25% off at checkout. Well, if you remember last night, Trev, the person, you know, the realistic Dave said, abandon all hope, then you can't be disappointed type of thing. That was the easiest way to look at it. However, that young fan in me and yeah and now because we it's almost like there's been a conditioning as I would call it that we can't have nice things at, at Liverpool you know when we when we've won things which has been amazing we're told we can't buy players because of the wages and bonuses when we've not won we, you know well we as Billy Hogan told us we have to cut our cloth accordingly there seemed to be no situation in which we could spend obviously that there was context as we mentioned in that article but naturally there was a bit of a suspicion and the only one of the things I would say is I hope those 26 lads that club together to pay for the plane banner can get their money back for that FSG out plane banner you know hopefully that they can get sort something out for refund basis for them but aside from that Trev what do I honestly think yeah why why can't we just dream and can't we be a bit greedy I kind of mentioned it last night and I, and I filtered it too much amongst other things but why should we waste these golden years of Klopp, Salah, Van Dijk, Allison, all those players that we know? You know, these players are living legends for us. It's, you know, the greatest period in our lifetime. 
let's not waste it. Now, that doesn't mean we have to go out and, you know, I know people say, oh, Cavardio's gone and all that. You know, I'm, I'm not even saying to that level, but another midfielder and a centre-back, because not all the problems are solved. Yes, Caicedo, you know, plugs a massive hole, let's not pretend, but not all the problems are solved, Trev. So, yeah, if I'm being greedy, it makes it, a really, really good window. And I'm not debating that for one second, but if you want to make it a superb, a perfect window, there's a couple more would need to come through the door. However, I do accept, you know, it's still good, but the little greedy one inside of me is thinking just a little bit more, please. I'm, I'm Oliver holding out my begging bowl here, Trev. Lay, you and me both were jostling for position at the head of that queue, being a cheeky bastard, uh, coming up through the crowd of cowed individuals who are afraid to ask. Here's me and Dave saying, yeah, that's really, thanks for that, but I need more. And if you were to uh, just to wrap this up, if you were to say, right, what is the last thing? You're allowed to do one more thing in this window. You're allowed to do one more thing. And uh, you've heard my thoughts around the midfield and uh, the fact that we needed two and Caicedo's potentially in now. So perhaps that takes the pressure off there a little bit in a way. Well, it's not perhaps, it just does. So for me, if I was to prioritise one thing, it would be that defender, that quality defender to come in who can play in a back three on that left side. Um, and it's not, I'm not ju- jumping necessarily on the, I, I, I honestly God think Andy Robertson's a capable enough, intelligent enough footballer to adapt to do exactly what it is that we need him to do. I, 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 I just, I don't really buy into this. He's too sort of instinctual. He can't help himself going forward. If needs be, he could be reined in. There is a little bit of doubt around where perhaps he might be just let have his own license by the manager. But if we were to impose a structure, I've no doubt that Andy Robertson could do it. I still do think that that's where I'd like to have at least competition for him in that situation. What about you, Dave? If you can get one more thing done before this window closes, where are you going with your little greedy begging bowl and saying, here, pointing at this area, what is the area that you want further reinforcement in? Now, this this is almost going to sound like the the Tory politician for Salisbury on West or something as I'm answering this, but I understand both arguments, Trev, for a defender and a midfielder. I'm leaning towards a defender, and I'll tell you why. There's real options in midfield, and yes, you could say you'd want another one, but there's still sort of six, seven really credible options there. The defence has been a problem for a little while, It's been creaking a little bit at times. And the players that you need, like the Canates, the Van Dykes, they just have that question mark over them. Not in a a playing sense at all, but fitness. You know, we we, we know that. They've had those records, so to speak. So that that would be my worry. If, say, Canate was out for a while, like we have so many fears, don't we, about Joel Matip, etc., coming in there. And he's the next natural choice. This isn't trying to be derogatory of Joe Gomez. I think he could have been an all-time great. I really do. But injuries just seem to have robbed him uh, of what could have been, so to speak. So if you ask me, I think, like you said, a left-sided centre-back changes the picture a little bit again. If it's a good one, you know, it has to be a good one. And I accept it doesn't have to be Caicedo level by any means, but one that you could say, yeah, he could start. Then it takes a little bit of the, the pressure off. 
Robbo, I think, for that sense. It just helps, especially in this Trent hybrid function, whatever you want to call it as well. I, it would alleviate a lot of my fears. Yes, I, I totally get behind the argument of another midfielder and I understand all that logic. I, you know, only a fool denies there's not two sides to this or, you know, it's as clean cut. But for me, a defender, a left-sided defender would change a lot again. Nice to see us kind of lined up there. Now, this is very much a bonus show, and we've been going for about 40 minutes. We'd only intended to do about 20, 25. I know you need to get going, but before you get going, we do have one further little fancy tidbit to give people uh, in the vein of this being our transfer podcast. Just drop this story, Dave, whatever the hell way you want that we can get out of here. This is it just shows what a madness has happened in the last few days. So as last night, Harry Kane was kind of umming and ahhing, wasn't he? He made the call late last night. And this morning, Trev, he was getting literally getting on a plane from Stansted to head over to Munich. Spurs pulled his permission to fly. So Harry Kane is now not flying. He's waiting for permission. The reason Good old Daniel Livy is trying to change the terms of the deal last minute with Bayern. So they are talking still. You can imagine Bayern are furious, but you know Daniel Levy, you know the way he operates. He is trying to squeeze every single nickel and dime he possibly can. So this is dramatic. Now, the smart money still says this happens, but as we know, Trev, there was all the... He wanted it done by the start of the window. So why is Levy playing games? It's going to be just a fascinating day to keep an eye on transfers for so many reasons. Let's hope it ends in delirium, time later. Who will then really care about Kane? But what a day for the transfer people, eh? What a day. Absolutely bananas. I am chuffed to bits that we got a chance to do this before I head off on my holidays. Uh, I really, really appreciate you jumping on early. I know you've got to get to a meeting. Uh, I've got to get about 7,000 things done. But we are delighted to be able to bring you this show, which seems to have in it at its core uh, the most exciting potential news for Liverpool fans. Again, until it's official, all of us are a little bit nervous, but it does seem very, very good. And a little bonus Harry Kane thing there. If you thought we were nervous, imagine what Bayern Munich fans are, or Harry Kane himself, if he set his heart on this move. Uh, anyway, all we care about is getting Caicedo in that jersey and leaning on something. Let's make that happen, Reds. Let's get that done today so that we can all have a lovely, lovely, lovely weekend. I've been Trev Denny. That was Dave Davis. This is the transfer podcast yes only a few hours after the last one we'll be back with you very soon dave will have anything that happens between now and the 19th and i'll be back with you after that time to continue my work with dave on this show but until then just last thing as usual thanks very much dave a lot of info crammed in there last word to yourself brother ignore any idiots who say abandon all hope and tell you those things however if this doesn't go through Listen to them. (laughs) Yeah, we were right both ways. I love it. Uh, We'll sign off on that um, absolute bombshell there from Dave. Like I said, keep your ears peeled. Hopefully we'll all have a lovely weekend. Enjoy it if it happens, folks, because these kind of moms don't come around too often. Uh, And we'll speak to you again very, very soon. 
We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.